Welcome to No Finish Line, a podcast with John O'Regan, sponsored by Great Outdoors Dublin. Hello and welcome back to another episode of No Finish Line podcast featuring athlete interviews and discussion on running, training, travelling and adventure. And I'm your host, John O'Regan. Now, I've taken a bit of a break with the podcast there recently. I was mostly doing athlete interviews and for the most part, I prefer to be talking to the athlete in person as I felt there was a better connection when you were there face to face rather than talking over the phone. Now, luckily, I knew most of the people I, I had actually interviewed, which did make it a lot easier. I have a few other guests lined up, including the sports psychologist, sports nutritionist, sports scientist, amongst others, and a lot of interesting guests that I'm hoping to get in the near future. If worse comes to worst, I'll just do it over the phone. But I'm kind of conscious as well that I don't want to just have anything recorded. I want to try and maintain a certain quality as I think we're becoming kind of saturated with interviews and information now. And I just want to try my best to put out what I think is the best possible content. This podcast will be training related and it's been prompted from a conversation that I had with a few people I met while out running there recently and it just made me realise that the same questions keep popping up over and over again and I think it's because of the amount of information that's out there and how easily accessible it is. Now I won't say it's all wrong information but it might not be relevant to the people who are actually hearing it and it then makes things become quite confusing. So I'm going to try and simplify things a little bit and with that in mind I'm going to talk about maybe couch to 5k, just use that as an example but it can be applied to other distances than that. So a couch to 5k would generally be a distance that somebody new and starting out at running would sign up for. Now when I say sign up for you don't need to join a club, you don't need to be part of a group, you don't need to be paying a coach. You will find training plans online and also you can get an app onto your phone that you can follow that week by week and that'll guide you through the process. One thing I will say you do need or should have is a training partner. Try and find someone who will be interested in doing the same thing. You might actually be doing them a favour by being the one that's, that's suggested. So invite somebody along and then you have a bit of accountability and you can have this as suppose bit of escape from the house and it becomes a social thing rather than just training so you know it, it becomes something that you will kind of want to do rather than dread doing so let's go back to the plan so you've downloaded the app onto your phone and we'll say it's a five week plan now in the beginning you will find that your fitness will improve quite quickly that means your heart and lungs will start to benefit from these new demands that you're placing upon it and you will start to feel good fairly quickly. But what you've got to remember is that the bones, muscles, tendons, ligaments, all the connective tissue of the lower leg will take longer to adapt than the heart and lungs. So that, that's your strength. So your strength is in your bones, muscles, connective tissue, but the fitness is in the heart and lungs. Now they are all connected bones. You're going to separate them to make things sound a little bit simpler. It makes it easier for me to explain it. So it takes them longer to actually catch up. So what in turn can happen is 
your newfound fitness can make you feel that bit better and you will feel that you have the ability to go further, stay out longer and run faster. That's okay for a couple of days, but what will happen is this strong engine that you now have will allow you to bring your body to breaking point. So you'll be putting extra stress on the lower part of the body and that in turn will bring you to injury. Now, if you get injured, you're getting a setback and that's going to knock your training back. And if you're training with a partner, what will happen is when you come back training, you will look at starting back as if you had continued a plan. So that bit of a gap that you had missed, you will try and join where back, not where you had left off, but where your training partner is. And then you're going to get injured again. Now, the problem with an injury so soon in your running journey is that you won't have experience with setbacks and this will affect you mentally as well as physically and chances are you just want to give it up because you just feel that, that it's not for you so you really really need to be patient in the beginning so if you're on the start of week three in your plan you don't want to be doing what the schedule says for the end of week four you need to stay in line with the plan so don't go beyond it just do as much as is necessary you need to spend a couple of months or years with consistent training before you will be strong enough to start open your training volume in big increments so just take your time with that there's no rush and with these training plans that you will get online or on your app there's no deadlines with them they don't expire so you can chop and change them around whatever way you want and don't set yourself unrealistic targets now what you don't need is you don't need a fancy watch fancy gps watch you don't need fancy runners you don't need any fancy gear all you need is well i say a pair of running shoes because they will have the cushioning for shock absorbency but they don't need to be anything special they don't need to be the most expensive ones in the shop once they are specific running shoes if you're just running short distances it's not going to make any difference to you now if you're going to be running longer doing marathons or doing high volumes of training during the week then you can invest in something a bit more expensive but don't get sucked into this thing that the most expensive pair of runners are the best pair of runners you need what suits you and i would think that the best pair is the most comfortable pair so if you're going into a shop and trying on a few pairs rather than just looking at the price up on the shelf maybe put them on you with your eyes closed or don't look at what you're doing and walk around the shop take two pairs down and try on the right shoe off one and try the left shoe off the other just walk a few steps and see you know which which one feels mo- most comfortable for you but don't go to any extra expense because you might find out that you've just bought something that's going to be sitting under the under your bed gathering dust like so just just be con- conscious of that running might not be for you so you don't want to find that out after you spent over 150 euro on a pair of runners Another thing you don't need is a VO2 max test. I'm hearing a lot of people talking about this, and I've seen in some of the running groups I would follow online that a lot of beginners are seeing these things popping up on their Facebook pages and that, but it's not necessary for somebody who's starting off. It can be nice to know, but not something that you need to know. You don't need to know what your VO2 max is, especially as if you're somebody who's just looking at doing couch to 5K, and if you were training with, with a partner or a few people, it's very, very hard to be following a specific plan that you don't need and all to be training with your friends at the same time. So there will have to be a compromise. I would say 
you know, it, you will have more longevity at the activity if you keep it sociable. So forget about that until you start training for a marathon or you want to improve your performance at, at some later stage. So just keep it simple. Don't overly get caught up in worrying about your running form, stride length, gait analysis, heel hitting the ground. All that is, is fairly irrelevant. Just go out and put one foot in front of the other. Talk to the person that's running with you and just try and enjoy yourself. Get to the end of couch to 5k plan as comfortably as you can reassess how you feel after that and then decide if you want to go on and maybe bring the distance up to 10k or you can also get added benefits by maybe repeating the plan again but this time running maybe a little bit faster so look at improving your 5k time and then I suppose when things go back to normal park run will be back on and you can start using your newfound fitness to start taking part in the weekly park run and you can use your park run time week by week to kind of monitor your progress. Now while I mention park run and monitoring your progress week to week, I have noticed from being a park run that I would see people there and they get a bit disappointed if they're not improving each week. So as an example, if you're somebody who's out there running 25 minutes for 5k and the following week they might be 25 10 or a little bit slower or maybe close to 25 minutes this is going on for a couple of weeks and they're finding it hard to break 25 minutes and they're disappointed because they don't feel that they're improving it takes time to improve and you're not going to improve every single week if you improve your race time every single week in time you would be going to the olympics and that's what would happen as you get to a certain age, slowing down the rate at which you're losing improvements is actually an improvement because your body is starting to depreciate and deteriorate. So you slowing down the rate at which you're losing your, your muscle mass and your fitness can be seen as an improvement. And that's why you will see that there are categories for masters athletes that's athletes over 35 years of age is to kind of make the allowances for that but going back to improvements week on week it is still possible to improve but you're not going to improve every week so a system i would use would be the first time you do your park run you use the time that you completed it in as your benchmark time so i'm going to use 30 minutes as a simple figure so week one, we run it in 30 minutes. You train as normal then in, be, in between. And the following week you do it, you just try to run it, say, comfortably hard. And we'll say you do it, in, do it in 30 minutes again. Run at that same effort, that same level of perceived exertion for maybe three weeks. And then on the fourth week, rest up. Don't train as hard during that week. And then in the morning of the park run, try and run a little bit harder to maybe beat your previous time so that little bit of resting during the week is what we call it a, a taper so you've been training hard for three weeks then the fourth week you're going to ease back a little bit and then you try and beat your park run pb so we say this time you've gone from 30 minutes down to 28 minutes now you don't try and beat 28 minutes the following week again you just you run comfortably hard chances are you'll be around 30 minutes or a little bit faster you repeat that process for the next three weeks. 
training the same way and then easing back on the fourth week. Then you go back to your park run again and that day you try and beat your 28 minutes. If you beat your 28 minutes, we'll just say, for example, your 27 minutes, then the following week you go out at a pace to try and match what your PB, PB being your personal best, previously was and you try and run that at an even pace and you continue with that until you feel that that becomes comfortable and then again the fourth week you try and beat what your personal best was so you're now trying to get 27 down to maybe 26 and a half and what you will find is in the beginning the improvements will happen quickly in the beginning so you you, and you make big improvements but then you start to reach that state where there is the law of diminishing returns so it's going to start taking more effort to get less of a result so you have to be aware of that and you will reach a level that your fitness will in some way start to plateau and your body it has adapted to the stresses that you've put upon it and it is going to take a bit more effort to start improving then but that's when you have to ensure that you're not just getting caught up in times and personal bests that's when you want to I suppose learn to be enjoying the activity and and think about everything else that goes with it especially with something like park runs there's a whole social aspect of it where you, you will find that there's a big kind of community around it so I think myself that that will be something that would be worth targeting now is to follow a couch to 5k plan now and to be ready to take part in a park run whenever they start in the new year. So I'm going to leave it at that for now. And if anyone has any questions, you can message me on Twitter at johnoregan777. And also I'm on Instagram at johnoregan777. So you can post up some messages there. You can maybe follow me on either of those platforms. And I often post up some training advice or tweet some useful articles and maybe depending on the reaction I get to this I might put out another training related podcast within the next week or two okay thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe and pass this on to a friend if you think it'll be of any use to them thank you